Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all around the world, welcome to another London Media Lounge podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Steve Parker. Hello. And today we have an incredible guest, a local business uh, associate, Mr. Sachin Palmer. What's up, Sachin? Good, mate. Thanks. How are you doing? Not bad at all. You're a busy man, I hear. How is, uh, how's your week so far? Um, pretty mental, actually. Uh, <laughs> it starts off really early and finishes really late, but I love what I do, so wouldn't change it for the world. There you go. All worth it. All worth it. So why don't you go ahead and tell the people what you do? Okay, so my name's Sachin Palmer. I'm the founder and creative director of Revoke You. Mm-hmm. We design and develop brands and take them to market. One of the most important things is we're all about finding solutions for clients and we don't just design anything for the sake of it. We try and work out what's clients' pain points and build the best kind of online and offline presence for them and keeping the brand consistent. So again, the word branding is thrown thrown around a lot. People just think branding is a logo. It's not. It's actually building a culture, building an ethos for the reason you set up your business and how do you create something that people can fall in love with and that's what we kind of specialize in really and it's from anything that you would see online to anything that you would touch and we also specialize in the hospitality sector only because i really love food so i thought why not (laughs) (laughs) absolutely that's why you love your job you go into things you go into deals and and you work with the type of people that you want to work with right yeah you know what it's um i tell you one of the what really what i really love doing is just helping people yeah i have i have an ethos it's uh i started off going to university doing everything i wanted to do and then in in terms of degree couldn't get a job and then mm. no one ever opened a door for me mm. so i'm now in a position to help people open doors and help them walk through it and guide them and also help other graduates i was at um Oxbridge college last week and i was just talking to 10 students about life and what to expect and how to actually kind of get your cv correct what am i looking for as an employee mm. employer sorry mm-hmm. so that that was quite empowering and i just um i just absolutely love just helping people and, yeah. and everything else i do is just a byproduct and a lot of people say i love helping people but generally as you climb the ladder yeah the top is a lonely place but it's, it's more enjoyable if you've got people with you so take, take people along for the journey absolutely yeah i saw you on linkedin with the uh, uxbridge college guys that looked great I mean, do you think education today is teaching the right things to kids? It's not giving them the reality check that they, they, they require. Because again, if you think about the position that they're in right now, they go to college, they now need to make decisions of going to university. So it's, it's I think they were telling me, and now it's like £9,000 a year, so that's mm, 36 yeah. grand. Yes, sir. Yeah. That, and that's crazy money, right? Yep. So, and then... You might, and some people are going to university because they just want to have a good time. Who doesn't want to have a good time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. had a great time when I was university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I still studied because all ev- everybody that you, you, it's kind of talking to them and finding out what's their true purpose. And and I think a lot of them didn't really, they couldn't answer that question. So just kind of giving them reality checks and look, at this moment in your life is you either go into apprenticeship full heartedly, you're going to university, but remember you're there. To, to get a result out of it, not there to just have a good time. Because before you know it, you come out of university, you're in debt, and then you basically haven't got a job. You don't know what to do, and then you lose purpose. And that's why there's all there's a lot of people, especially youngsters, and and it was quite sad because when I was talking to them, they it was the first course that they set up, and it and then the pandemic hit. So they mm. were supposed to for the first year they were supposed to have a forty five day. Um, 
apprenticeship or something in in, in certain companies and, mm. and basically they couldn't actually do it right so even in the second year they still can't do it yeah Mm. And to a point where they were like, "Oh, can you give us some help?" I said, "I'm happy to help you. I'm happy to come in once a w- once a month or whatever it is to help yeah. you out." Do you think Absolutely. if kids um, didn't have, they weren't sure what they wanted to do, and they've maybe got access to twenty seven grand or thirty six grand, whatever it would be, three or four year course, there might be a better way of doing it. Maybe going to an internship or something. Maybe not going to university. Yes, I totally agree. University is great. It teaches you good basics, but if you can save that money and get ahead of your career and work your way up the corporate ladder, mm. but you have to do it f- um, wholeheartedly. You need to make that decision of what I'm going to do. Am I going to be an apprenticeship as um, I want to work my way up in a car manufacturing company or in a, or I want to help out in the hospital and eventually become a porter, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's really important that they make that decision. And right now it's, it's, there's no clarity for them. Mm. Yeah, there's no purpose. And I feel like uh, purpose is one of the main uh, things that will keep you going regardless of your situation, whether you have money or you don't. Um, I am a, I'm a PhD student. I've been in university for a long, long time. And I would, I would say that only up until last year that I figured out what I wanted to do with my education. It's really, I, I would not call it a waste of time, but you really need to couple your university experience with a lot more other activities such as internships, uh, connections, attending events, knowing what you want to do, knowing what's where your what your place is in life, right? Because if you don't have that, you're just gonna be you're gonna be like me, like four years ago, where I was just attending these courses and not knowing what to do with them. Like I'm just there, just yeah, I got yeah, I got a master's, yeah, I got a degree here, yeah, I got a degree here. And I'm like sitting they're sitting in my in my in my in my room. I'm not doing anything with them until you try and sit down and look deep inside. Like, what do I want to do, man? Where, what am I good at? What do I want to do? How do I want to contribute to this human, you know, experience to the world? That's when I feel like you will really see results. And I appreciate the fact that you are able to go and t- chat to the, to, to the kids and to these young adults and, and, and tell them about this because it's, it's a big responsibility. But I guess that reflects on your, um, your, your struggle, like you said, you went and you had your degrees and blah, 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 but you didn't do anything with them. You, nobody gave you a job. You had to kind of start all of it by yourself. So can we can we talk a little bit about that journey of like deciding to start the company and, and, and going through the struggle and taking it to where it is right now? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say a struggle. I wasn't, um, I'll, um, there was always food on the table. I, I lived in, um, an all right area parents were both working and it, it wasn't a really struggle because there's a lot more people out there who struggle mm. and they they don't need they can't even put food on the table so i wouldn't right. put it in that context but it just came out of passion it came out of purpose yeah all i wanted to do was design yeah i didn't really care how much money i made and until I, I realized, oh, I really want to buy those kicks. I want to buy this, but then it's like, <laughs> I need to get a job now or even pay for my mobile phone, which is a Nokia 337, yeah. I think, um, at that time. But yeah. yeah, I just started out, left university, tried to get a job. And being an Indian Indian boy growing up in Southall and everyone was went to university, they, they did business studies or accountants or they did some pharmacy, pharmacy, whatever it is. <laughs> and I was the, I was the black sheep doing graphic design. Yeah, and I, yeah, went to, yeah. I went to university on my own, no friends. Um, even uh, when I went to uh, 
did my HD and everything and college, whatever it is. I, I did it all on my own. So I left all my friends and just did this journey on my own because my purpose was I just want to design and get paid for it. Mm. So I went to university and that, and when I went there, I think the tuition fees were like two grand a year or something. Yeah, like that. that was a blessing, man. That was back a blessing, day, yeah. yeah. I remember, in two, I think it was 2011 where they, they jumped from 3K to 9K. I yeah, remember I was at uni. I was first year at uni, man. Yeah, crazy. And Terrible. Right, right now, me having, I've got two young boys and thinking about, oh my God, I have to have, to have this conversation <laughs> with them. And listen, you ain't going to go to university if you're just going to yeah. go there for a good time because yeah. that's not definitely happening. Yeah, uh, go, go, go IB for a second. Yeah, that's you know it. I mean? So, um, and then, um, and then after kind of coming out of university, I did get a job eventually. Yeah. It was hard work. Oh my God, it was hard work. Yeah. And then I realized maybe my work's not as good as I thought it was because I was, I was doing a university course, graphic design course, and there was like 30 students mm. in there. And everybody left at the same time. So you can imagine that times by all the university at the same time is trying to look for, so there's probably 300 people applying for one job at a time. Yeah. So I eventually got one, it was local, not too far. And then um, it was great, really got to kind of start expressing my style within the kind of packaging design and so on. And then about a year and a half into it, they they were gonna make my role redundant because they, they had to do some cutbacks. Mm. And then at that time, just randomly um, on the same day I was told that and I was told to think about it, I got a call from when I used to work part-time somewhere and it was an admin work and it was paying me double the amount I was earning as a graphic designer. I said, but I still want to be a graphic designer. I've got to take this because I'm not going to stay there and become an admin person. Mm. And then I took it and then when I was there, I met someone um, later on at some family event and just asked me, oh, do you... Um, my dad was pimping me out saying, oh yeah, my son's a graphic designer, is really good. <laughs> Shout out to dad, yeah. let's go. Yeah, go out to my dad. Um, and then um, and then afterwards, um, they basically, I spoke to this person, so yeah, he said, can you make a website? I said, yeah, I've made loads of websites. Never made a website in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I just started learning on the job. Then one gig happened, got that, completed that one, another one happened. And, and then after that, um, and this was all kind of in 2005, 2006, and then fast forward to 2014, money was never the op the problem. My time was. Mm. I had um, my first child when he was born. I was basically in the middle of a project for UKTI and literally had to go back to the hospital because the deadline was on the day after he was born. It was an absolute crazy time. And then I looked back and thought, oh, my God, I'm actually missing the most special moment of my son's life at this time so when my second child was born i then realized i can't do this anymore i every time i went on holiday it was always about trying to think about how do i kind of let these projects go or get the work done because when you're working for yourself everybody thinks oh my god working for yourself is great but every single business owner that you'll ever speak to they'll tell you the same thing it's the hardest thing that you'll ever ever do because there's no security really no and then when you start employing staff, there's even, there's less security because they get they you got to look now you got even more people to look after. Right. So, I basically in tw 2014 I um, set up my business. My business partner Satpal Jatla, shout out to him. Went mm -hmm. to we actually high school friends, so we we there wasn't anybody else I wanted to kind of set this up with, and he was the main person. And I thought, well, we kind of come from the same background, same area. We got the same ethos and we got the same outlook on life. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, we set up Evokia at that time. Um, it was just me and him in the back of my house, just listening to, 
drum and bass and garage music, making websites and designing yes, them. And yeah, it was great. And then, uh, and then, and then, the, then some people started. We merged all our clients together, and we just started having a good, steady growth after that. And then, fast forward, post pandemic, which is the most craziest time ever. Yeah, because. I'm in that industry where it was the first thing that got cut, which was marketing. But we told all yeah. our clients, this is the best time to market because everyone else has stopped doing it. Yeah. You can take <laughs> over. And then, yeah, now um, it's, it's just been, it's been amazing and um, being able to kind of support people. Um, I run rooms at Clubhouse sometimes, give guidance to other business owners around the area, and LinkedIn, supporting whoever I can to give them the right advice because within the creative sector, mm. and this goes out to all people who are, kind of thinking of going to this career is you have to help people and it's never ever about the money because people right. want help they want to know am i making the right right choice do yes. i actually need to get this website done or get this branding done this logo done and is this worth the investment because if you invest with the wrong person and they don't feel and they're not connected with your energy mm. you're going to end up wasting loads of money and before you know it you're you're putting your money in a business that doesn't really understand your needs yeah absolutely i really can re uh, relate to that so like we said we're a small business and we kind of one of us ha does uh, 50 different things the other does another 50 different things so one of the things that i do is sales right and i absolutely agree with you there the minute i started trying to help people rather to, than to sell to them the more i'm starting to get people into the door to chat to them help them out and actually land them as clients but it, it came from a, a genuine um place where i really wanted to help the person i really thought that they got something to offer and i can help them out and 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 so on um back to your point about freeing yourself i think i think steve has has something to say about you know working for business and then having to uh you know with family time well i guess my my story would be working in soho um running a company in soho and commuting every day and um obviously the thing with commuting is you have to allow that buffer time um if you want to be there at nine you're going to be getting up at half six to make sure you're in for nine because i was in a studio i couldn't be late to start recording people but yeah, same sort of thing, two kids, and you end up thinking, right, I'm missing all this time with my kids, getting up at half six, getting home at eight, I'm missing making dinner with my family. So that was one of the reasons um, we came here to Uxbridge. I only live in Ickenham, so um, I can now cycle to work. Brilliant. It takes me 12 minutes to get to work. It saves so much time in my day, and I've just chosen to go that route to be more with the family and take weekends off, and um, that was sort of a personal choice because... Yeah, as you say, you're missing your uh, your kids growing up and missing your family, and there's more important things in life. I, I think we seem to forget that we were all those kids where we got to a point where actually we don't want to chill with our parents. Yeah. And right now is we need to make sure we spend as much time as we can before they don't really want us anymore. Mm. And that's mm. going to happen because if you if you think back to when we were their age, then that's they're definitely going to want to kind of be on their own and yeah. have their own space because we're not going to be cool anymore. Right now we're cool. Let's yeah. milk it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, 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 I'll figure that out when I get there. Uh, but let's go back to Evo Q, my friend. So let's talk about how you help people. Let's, let, let's, go, let's go from like, give us a great example of someone that you helped and the type of problems that you see people, what type of problems that people come, come up with like when they come in uh, and hire your services? Oh God, that's a really good question. Um, so without telling a long story, because I love telling stories. <laughs> um, yeah, so one example is we had one client come to us and uh, they'd been 
missold a website, like missold a PPI, right? They, right. They, and they came to us already, I think they spent double figures on a website, which is crazy. I looked at it and thought, I actually can't believe someone got away with charging you this much money. Mm. And and they spent so much money, they never got any leads out of the website. They didn't become the market leader. So what we had to do is we had to earn their trust. Because mm. what happens is is within this creative sector, if you had a bad, bad experience with somebody, you're going to paint every single creative in the same way. Right. Especially if it's a, um, it's a small business. So yeah. we basically pitch them, show them this is what you need to do. We can, we can do it for less than half the price of what you originally paid. Mm -hmm. And we can give you a good ex execution on there. Mm -hmm. And we're actually going to be launching the website in next week's time. So, but again, they're really happy because they're, because it comes down to trust. Right. And the way we help clients come into your original question is they would come to us with a pain point. Mm. And we work out what is the pain point in your business. So right. whether it's no one, none of my employees believe in my brand, or I'm uh, my marketing plan doesn't work, or my website's running slow, or I want to make changes, I can't get them done quick enough. We kind of work that out, and these are the kind of problems that we solve. We don't just go in there like a bull and say you need to do everything. Let's because it, it, it clients want to know how can you help them, right. and you want to listen to their problems. Yeah, because everyone's got different problems and different reasons why they need help. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's just diving into that and finding out yeah. why have you knocked on my door and why has the universe connected us? Right. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to become some sort of a psychiatrist there. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Just tell me, how do you feel today? Yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely like, right. Because yeah. it's, it's an, you're, you're kind of selling emotions and people want relationships, right? Yeah, they do. So they when, do. They're, when, when they're working with another, another company, yeah. And they're going to invest this money. They want to know they're being looked after. Yeah. And they want to know that they, they can, you're available anytime. You're, you're, you're basically, I, I always say when you meet a new client, it's like you're going on a date. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. You do your best, but you need yeah. to, but you need to keep them engaged and keep them enticed and yeah. keep them wanting to come back for more. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Keep them turned on. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Without using that phrase. Without using that phrase. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. people. This is supposed to be professional. But as, as you say, marketing, especially in a pandemic marketing would have been cut back and yeah. i suppose in a small company often marketing is the thing that you stop doing when you're busy that's mm. right so um yeah i mean how do you keep in a small business keep the focus on on the marketing and um and the sales that's the tricky thing isn't it i suppose yeah so there you know what there's so many tools out there i, I think generally you need to always stay in people's minds so there's massive during lockdown the, the amount of people that went instagram and how they grew their following from a mm. thousand to like ten thousand people just like that was crazy and and and, and they've created a business out of it mm -hmm. like there was lots of lockdown businesses that were grown and they're really successful now yeah some people lost a lot of money and some businesses made massive amounts of money on <laughs> so it's it's uh the the thing with the the thing with marketing is the best time to market is when you're busy right you should never market when you're not busy. Yeah. So once you start that momentum, once you get into that flow state, mm. and the flow state happens in anything. Mm. Don't know whether you guys know enough about flow state, but it's about once you start looking at when when you're looking at the watch and and you look at it once and it's like oh my god it's um, ten o'clock. Next time you look at it, it's three. Mm. You're in the flow state because things are just um, going in the right direction. They're flowing really well, mm -hmm. and the same thing happens in marketing. Once you start that ball ball rolling. And the phone rings and, and you just got to constantly, constantly keep at it. Because if you don't, 
you're you're gonna be wondering where's my next lead coming from, and that's when the fear fear comes into it. Yeah, and then like, oh my god, I need some more work, yeah. and then you start making bad decisions. Yeah, absolutely. I have think with that, yeah. Have you got any um, sort of ratios? I mean, as a small company, what sort of ratio of, of spend should you put towards marketing? I don't know how you'd work it out, whether it be a percentage of turnover or, or sales or or whatever but what sort of figure would you say is a good thing to spend on marketing so it's really difficult because some people can market themselves and, and all they're actually spending is time yeah. time right? exactly yeah become so, so, an influencer for their own brand yeah yeah but then they have to put in the, their time is their money their right? money right but if, if you were to because i had the, um, we had this chat on monday about this as well it's really interesting because you kind of want to work to the rule of 20 to 30 percent so like let's say your whatever your turnover is like I'm talking figures mm. um is x you want to do 30 percent of that x or 20 percent completely towards marketing yeah towards marketing because you got to think about it right if there's if there's someone sitting next door to you and they're doing exactly the same thing what makes you stand out and ultimately what creates a memory right so every time you meet somebody so if you think about marketing is you need to make sure people remember you. Yeah. So from you walk into a networking event, everyone's wearing a black suit, you walk in with a pink one, it's going to happen, everyone's going to remember you. True you, that. Give, you give someone a business card, everyone gives a standard one, you give them a round one. Oh. you got to stand out right. of the crowd and, and walk into a room and own it. And that's the same thing with marketing is whatever you're doing, LinkedIn, you're doing your own marketing, you just need to be the best and be authentic. Mm. Be yourself. So if you, if you're, um, if you're a little bit of a cent um, eccentric and a little bit crazy, do your marketing in the same kind of way. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Just be, yeah. Be real. Don't fake the funk, as I like yeah, to say. Yeah, don't fake the funk at all ever. Absolutely. What would you say is like the top? Uh, let's give us like a top three um, marketing strategies or marketing techniques that every small business should, every business should should be doing. Like for example, I'll give you a quick example of what we do. Myself and Steve, we focus mainly on social media marketing. If you go on LinkedIn, you'll see that every day I post something. And they're all genuine. You know, it's either a podcast that I've done recently, either a, a post about what's going on in the studio. Uh, and then every Friday, we do a funny skit on the green screen. We, we got into the flow of doing that. So that that's happening every Friday. So we love the engagement that people uh, that we get from people. We love the fact that people get in touch and be like, oh, I'd love to jump on your podcast or I'd love to work with you on this uh, and, and try and get more details. So for us, social media definitely works. We have not used um, email marketing before, properly at least. Uh, and then obviously the website is up. I don't think we've got a couple calls over the past few months, but nothing. I don't. I don't know whether we landed mm. anything from there. So, what would you say, like, if you would to give us advice, what should we focus on? One word, <laughs> I would start with is consistency. Yes, sir. If you're going to be posting once a week and doing a video, mm. no matter what, you carry on doing there because you start building up momentum. Mm -hmm. What you can't do is have a break and think I'm going to come back to it. Yeah. So I, I did. Um, Talking about consistency, I, I went. I had to have a little bit of a break from doing the video, so I just told all my followers, "I'm taking a break for a month." Yeah, and I had more people comment and 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 interact with that post than I did on my normal videos. Like, this is great. <laughs> I'm going to start taking more breaks. Um, so, second, so it's consistency. 
it's again it's been it's been authentic and and it's finding the right platform for you so you're using linkedin, um, LinkedIn right and, and, and it works yeah, for you and and you know other platforms but linkedin is the most active yeah. one i'd say but then you have to try everything right because mm-hmm. the, the thing is 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 you you're going to cost the net wide and then you then you cost it a little bit smaller but whatever you think is going to work and, and it's all about the data you need to look at the data and the data never lies mm-hmm. so if you're doing seo or ppc or um you're doing social marketing whatever it is what you you'll see from there from doing a month what's working better but i cannot tell you one size of marketing fits all because things are changing constantly you need to yeah. adapt yeah. you need to constantly adapt and video content is king yes sir even say even, that again even, you know what i mean even more so now because of the pandemic yeah people are now used to doing zoom calls where before yeah. pandemic, i said let's go on a zoom call then now let's meet up <laughs> I was like, and now it's like this is super efficient i can yeah. do a call i can actually have a meeting in an hour and it'll be an hour rather than traits around london for an hour and a half have a meeting and then traits back for another hour and a half yeah so that's changed so i think advice is is is, is integrity as well right mm-hmm. you need to be true to what you're selling yeah because people can see authenticity absolutely and they can see it from your advert because you if they if they feel that gut feeling this isn't right then you're never going to sell anything and mm. and again you need to kind of be able to go to sleep and think actually I'm being authentic and yeah, yeah yeah I'm not yeah I'm yeah. okay I'm okay but, with what I'm doing yeah that's right so but again it, it's it's just finding the right platform that's going to work for you yeah and again it's also finding the right marketing partner because mm. if you don't find the right marketing partner you're getting in bed with the devil <laughs> <laughs> tell me more about that what do you mean finding the right so, marketing partner so someone who believes in what you're doing okay. someone who actually you get you you actually have a good vibe with okay. and and they really understand your business because if they don't understand your business how are they going to market it yeah 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 because yeah. then you're just a number in a numbers game yeah and 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 that's really important because you're going to get to a point where you can test the marketing you're out yourself and see what works but you get to a point where you will actually need to hire someone to help you do it because mm-hmm. the lead generation's going going really well but it is just finding the right people to help you Right. And there are people out there there's lots of people online that you can find and there's forums and so on and there's loads of people giving advice you you can you can try and do your own marketing. Mm-hmm. There's loads of different ways of doing it but it is the only advice to do is look just be careful with who you're going to help mar- who's going to help you market and mm-hmm. if they're actually being authentically true to your brand right. because ultimately everybody buys a brand. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what they get and they want to buy relationships so let's say obviously like podcasting or or video production they want to you're actually selling emotions mm. and do they get those emotions from when they go to your website on your marketing plan and and feel engaged with it right yeah you definitely need to we definitely need uh, some advice on our website i must say because <laughs> our website is literally studio spaces and this is what we do it's terrible <laughs> go on steve i know you got a question yeah, it's, um, I suppose it's gauging, as you say, if a company is into your brand and into you, yeah. you see so many companies offering to take over your social media and, and make posts every day for you. But you can tell, I think, on LinkedIn and, and Facebook when these posts have been made by a generic marketing company that hasn't got the best interests of that company to heart. I think you're so right about being um, yeah, being yourself on your social media posts because then you, you can tell. Um, I think it's hard for a marketing firm to to appear to be the face of 
someone and be authentic at the same time. Generic posts about, you know, we've done so many sales today, that's fine, but um, not being honest and, and, and you know, the, the emotion of the company coming through. No one actually cares about how big my company is. I've, done, I've worked with this client, I'm the best, I'm the best, because that comes down to an ego thing. But they want to know, look, I help this client do this and this is what you need to do to do it. And, and, and that just comes down to, that's what people want to hear. People love to, people love being sold to, but they want to be taken through that process and them to understand you as well. Yeah. And for you to take them through that whole, okay, cool. This is what, this is what you need to do. Cause sometimes you speak to people and, and we actually say, look, right now you're not at the right stage to, you don't need to work with an agency. You need to kind of test the market and you can do that yourself using Fiverr to get a logo done, make your own website and Squarespace and see if it works because you can't be spending loads of money on something. You don't even know if it's going to actually work. Or yeah. Not. Yeah. True, true, true. Cause it, some of, some of this stuff is people's livelihoods. So like we have people come to us and it's either they're at a point where if this doesn't work for them, their business is not going to work. So we have to, we have to really make sure that we can help them. If we can't, we just say, we can't help you. Right. Because that's been authentic. But some people out there would say, yeah, cool. We can do everything you want. Promise you the world. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and t tell us a little bit about that. It's like when you cannot help a client. Yeah. Why is that? What's the problem? Obviously, um, if you are given 100%, what's, 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 the, what's the client doing wrong? Sometimes some people have crazy ideas and you can see that this is actually not going to work. You're better off not going with this idea right. and, and starting again. So it's like you, you'll see this on, um, I'm not no dragon or anything, but you'll see this on Dragon's Den where people pitching ideas and they say to look, I'm, you're crazy you spent this much money right now. <laughs> yeah. You need to go, you need to kind of just start off. You, you've got that, you, you can do it, yeah. but this isn't the right product for you right now. Right. So it's, it's, it's just about turning away a client. So the, the power is in saying no, right? Because mm. as as small business owners, we want to take on everything because, um, again, we're thinking, oh my God, I need to make, I, I need to pay bills or whatever it is. But if you can say no, it just makes everything a lot more powerful. And it, again, you're the person who who's trying to buy your services. They'll feel they'll feel a really good relation. They'll feel connected with you because of this this person's actually being authentic. Yeah, and then that's really really important because. If someone comes to you and they're and then they're trying to sell you and and they want you to help them but you can't, you just it's you just tell them you can't because of this product. You're not in the right stage in your business for us to help you. Mm. Don't go to another agency because they're going to try and try and sell you something or just try it out yourself. Yeah. Try any friends and family, mm -hmm. and, and uh, you'll get to a point where it works for friends and family, and then take it to the wider audience. Yeah, but you you have to you have to test it. Right. That's, that's, that's very, very, uh, very eye-opening advice right there. Uh, especially when um, you're trying to, even me, like trying to partner up with companies that maybe are able to help me out with this and that and that. And uh, I don't, yeah, you know, to get someone to tell you, eh, this is not the right time for your business. I actually had a person like that, right? So I, I came here, we had an interview, and then he explained what, how he helps a client. And then I told him honestly about our business, what we do. And he goes, I'll be honest with you, mate, you're too small for us to help you. So I can take you on, but I probably you probably would not see the result. That made me think, oh, maybe the minute I... I can maybe I'll get in touch with this guy because this guy is actually authentic and really trying to help people. So, yeah, the like you said, honesty and authenticity. 
That's that's key. That's key yeah. in business, successful business. That's beautiful, man. Steve. How do we get in touch with you then? Websites and things and emails, LinkedIn's. Um, Check me out on LinkedIn. I'm on my personal profile. I'm the only Sachin Palmer with no hair on there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah cool. I'm, my name's really popular. Um, so you can check me out on there. <laughs> Find us on Instagram on Graphic Kitchen Evoke You. Check out our website. Um, just type in Evoke You, which is E-V-O-K-E-U, just in case you didn't know how to spell it. There you go. And, um, yeah, check out Graphic Kitchen because we specialise in the hospitality sector. And always happy to help. Drop me a DM. That's what all the cool kids are saying right now. Yes, sir. Um, or drop me a message on LinkedIn. Have a look at all the stuff we're doing. But um, yeah, that's where you can reach me. Yeah, everything is in the description, everyone. So uh, you can uh, always uh, just click on the few links in there. What What's the next five years looking for, for you and your company, my friend? It's a nice steady growth. Yeah. Not, I'm, I'm not one to, I want to double my company size, whatever it is. It's just growing at a good state, mm -hmm. um, good, um, uh, good gradual, gradual stage. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, it's, it's just getting some more people to help us out because mm -hmm. as we're growing, we need more good people around us. And, right. and it's partnering up with, with people who specialize in stuff that we don't want because it's about growing together, man. Yeah, absolutely. Community, right. Yeah. Developing that, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Like uh, when, when empires grew, they were just a, a union between a few kingdoms, that's isn't right, it? Yeah, that's so right. So there it is. So learn from our uh, yeah. ancestors out there. How about the industry? What's the industry looking like in five years? Oh, mate, we are absolutely in a digital revolution. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, because, yeah, we went through the industrial revolution. And what's happened because of COVID, it's kind of fast forwarded the industry on a different scale. Yeah. And that's why even all these tech companies, there's so much tech being... I was actually listening to a podcast today, actually, which was quite funny. It was talking about AI and how AI is going to be taking over. So yeah. it's like when you're watching Terminator and they're like, well, the machines are taking over the world. Yeah. We're actually in that process right now. I'm not We're saying here. that the machines are going to take, take over or anything. Yeah, but they will be doing the work. Yeah, they're going to do yeah. the work. So it makes you think about where the industry is heading. So mm. is if you want to get, a, if you're looking to change industry where we get into the tech space, there's not enough developers out there. They're not, there's, there's, the marketing's taking over. Everyone's got a computer in their hand. So you can just think, where is this going? And everybody wants automation. Yeah. You can yeah. even get, you can get even, you can get robots to hoover your house these days. Yeah. It smells crazy. <laughs> it is. It really is. We had a person yesterday uh, talking to us. Uh, uh, shout out to Dimal. He was talking to us uh, about um, blockchain technology and yes. crypto. My, fr listen, it's not even about the currency. It's not even about the, it's a completely different world. Yeah. They're building worlds digital worlds that people are just jumping in there with VRs and just living there. Yeah. That's See, crazy to me. Yeah, Steven Spielberg did a film about that called uh, Ready, Ready Play Player One. One. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 that stuff is mad. I, I enjoyed that movie. And that when he was speaking to me, he was literally describing that that's happening right now. Yeah. And it's, they're slowly but surely developing it and making it more realistic, yeah. more realistic. If I come back to your original question, which yes. was where do I see myself in five years? Mm. I, as, as a 40-year-old man right now, I'm all about legacy building. Mm. So I'm thinking about how can I set up the how can I set up a better life for my kids than mm. my parents did when they came from Kenya in the 70s. Yes. So that's what I want to do for my kids because my parents were able to let me do what I'm doing right now. So what can I let my kids do? If my kid wants to fly an airplane, how can I get him to that point? Right. So so that's where I see in five years. 
it's a bit far. It's, it's not. I wouldn't say far fetched, but if you don't believe in your dream, mm. it's never gonna happen. Yeah, you have to believe. Yeah. You absolutely have to. Believe. And you gotta love what you do, man, because you spend more time at work doing anything else, and that has to be a happy place. Because then you take that happiness home. Yes, sir. There you go. Don't go home with a with an attitude or groggy and oh. whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, that would be that would be bad for the kids, for the whole family, yeah. for the whole. And you know what? You need to be grateful. Because yeah. there's always somebody out there who's got less than what you have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I love that, man. You just smashing it, and I hope everybody who's listening uh, listening today has taken something from this uh, from this podcast. Steve, these are quick fire questions. Just pick three. This is how we end each. Yeah, this is how we end the uh, show. I've never put my hand in a fishbowl before. It's <laughs> <laughs> a high quality fishbowl as well. So the question is, who would you, who would be your ideal mentor role model? Mm. Ooh, okay. There's two people, right? Um, Lewis Howes, yeah, and Jay Shetty. Okay, tell us a bit more, a tiny bit, like we, uh, because of time. Who are these people? Lewis Howes. Um, I started listening to his um, podcasts when I was going through. Um, well, I was going through a little bit of mindset growth, and he just led me through a good path and. He basically interviews all the all the all the great people in the world, and his kind of podcasts are, are called the School of Greatness. So he's like ah. he's interviewed um, Jada Pinkett. Uh, I can't even put me on the spot now. There's so many people that he's interviewed, <laughs> but yeah, he's 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 fantastic. If you don't know about him, check him out. Awesome, we'll check him out. Next question. We we'll need some sound effects for these <laughs> drum rolls. See, so, uh, he's actually paper. It's not. I'm not just making these up. <laughs> Best advice you've ever received. Never stop dreaming. Oh, nice! To vi like visualize wherever you're going and just yeah, make it happen. And one advice I would give is this: is what I what I tell people is, look, you come into this world in the same way you leave with nothing. Make the middle count. Oh, very nice. Love that. I got the next one. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, what is your spirit animal? Oh yeah, nice. Would you? <laughs> nice. I love that question. I always thought I was a monkey. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah, because I've I've actually got a pendant around my neck, which is a monkey as well. Because I'm because me being a Hindu man, um, I believe in the monkey king. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So that's what I would think my spiritual. Love that. Is. Mischievous, you mean, or yeah. uh... <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit naughty and I'm a little bit nice. That, that's so. nice. That's a good combination. Yeah. That's a good balance right there. Yeah. Watch out for the bananas. You yeah. might nick oh, some. you know what? You know <laughs> what? I'm not even gonna lie. I absolutely love bananas. I I actually eat one banana a day, and and one of the guys in the office brings me a banana every day as well. They know you only because his dad's started buying bananas randomly. Uh, so it's like, I've got loads of bananas. I'll, I'll have one every day. I love I love that question because I feel like every single person in the world have a hint of an animal within them. Yeah. Uh, like they, they, uh, sometimes I see even athletes. I look at athletes and be like, "Oh, he could have been a lion for real. Oh, yeah. that guy could have been a rhino. That yeah. guy seems like a bull." I like to think I'm a little bit of a wolf slash fox. That's what I feel like. I Foxy, am. yeah, a little bit, just a tiny <laughs> bit. Steve, I feel like he's a proper dog. <laughs> <laughs> dog. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm a bit of a cross between a few. I think I'd be like a sloth. A slow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite a line out on a sunbed would be my ideal thing to okay. do all day. But yeah, then um, maybe a dog sometimes. Yeah, a yeah. Labrador, something. Partly like a cat, maybe as well, because <laughs> cats have no sort of bosses to them. They just do their own nah. thing. Yeah, free spirits, um, mate. <laughs>
There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. London Media Lounge Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us. And we'll check you on the next one. And remember, I love you. Peace.